shooter. If I've been out here selling myself short, pushing for less just for the love of the sport and no gimmies. Clear to see it, send me the vibe. But the hustle is not only taking the strides to see more better, not only more cheddar. Talk it like I walk it, call it poor man special. Seen more than envy in the eyes on my drive. Lessons over losses just to keep my sister proud. Can't describe the time it took just for me to hold my head instead of showing all my knowledge, slow to speak instead. And beyond that, I learned how to finesse the force direct with my mouthpiece. That's verbal in the course. What's that? Welcome back, world, to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back in the building today. Shout out to everybody that's been listening and supporting the podcast, buying merch. Really appreciative over here at Verbal Intercourse, man. Just trying to build a platform up. Today, got a very special guest. Shout out to Josh Waters, man. Hattiesburg native, man. He's doing a lot of great things in the music industry. Just dropped a new single, Cyclones, and, and it's a beautiful piece of work, man. So shout out to you, man. How you feeling, brother? One love, bro. I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm happy, man. Feeling good. Happy to be here today, bro. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. I, I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast, brother. Like I said, I'm just trying to build a platform up, and, and you know, I'm building brick by brick. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you, bro. I, nah, I, yeah. um, I, I saw you at uh, one music fest. Uh, like, I saw it on your on your instagram or whatever i was there too but it was so many people there bro yeah it was ten thousand folks out there man yeah bro yeah bro i've been (laughs) this that's like my third year in a row going bro so uh i i really enjoyed it's like the biggest black family reunion like music wise so how how was your experience at one music fit man so my experience was incredible bro that was my first time ever going to a music festival um, and it just so happened to fall on the weekend of Alcorn's homecoming, bro. You know, I went to Alcorn, so I had a bag packed to go back to Mississippi, man. I got that text like, hey, you know, one music this weekend, man. So my OG pulled some strings, bro. He got me some tickets in there. And I was like, well, if I'm going to stay, I'm going to go out there to work. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. I took my sign in. They weren't even supposed to let me take my sign, but the lady at the gate, security, she took my sign. <laughs> At first, yeah. and she was just like, you know what? She came back in the gate and was like, bro, you can take your sign, bro. I like your energy, dog. So I'm the only dude in there outside of vendors with a sign the whole time. I just got my shit up, yeah. So it's like, it was love, bro. A lot of black folks, nobody got shot. Nobody was fighting. Yeah. No performances, man. I, I loved it. Real talk, bro. I've been, I don't went the past three times, and it's like always been good vibes. Never no violence. Never, never yeah. no friction people so it's a it's a real a lot of beautiful thing, women man. out there dog hey yeah yeah it's always a, yeah you know atlanta bro i i know hey you know atlanta how long hey. you been in atlanta bro watch it be five years bro about to be five years you made that transition from hattiesburg to atlanta or were you living were you living in hattiesburg at first and then moved to atlanta yeah yeah i went from hattiesburg to atlanta so i went and did a year and a half at all corn dropped out moved back to hattiesburg for like a year and then i moved out to atlanta Okay, so so musically and connections wise, how how has that move to Atlanta benefited you? 
Uh, man, honestly, tremendously, enormously, bro, because there's a platform here. There's a real market here. You, I mean, market yeah. here. Uh, there's a real telling somebody you do music in Atlanta makes sense. It's not something yeah. that's like, all right, bro, whatever. I mean, you might get like, okay, everybody do it, but it's something that's common versus being back home. It's like, you make music, yeah, okay, whatever type of thing. You know, so people not really believing in you, but here's like, you see it happen every day. Um, and just the way that I moved out here, man, the relationships that I had coming, like working with Big Crit and things of that nature, bro, and just being able to have access to certain resources, the transition was pretty smooth for the most part, bro. Yeah. Bro, that's that's great, man. Uh, I know Dollar, he made the transition from Jackson to Atlanta. And, yeah. you know, when he did that, I knew, you know, good things was coming from him. Because, like you said, it's a market there. And it's it's believable there. You know, coming from where we from in Mississippi, you know, you tell people you're doing shit. And, you know, they might, they might, they're going to support you. But right. at the same time, they might not 100% believe in it because, a lot of good shit don't happen to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, they never seen it done before. Really? I, I don't even take it personally no more, bro, because I really get it. It's just like, bro, yeah, yeah, I get it. Being from where we from is not something that we see every day. You know what I'm saying? So truthfully, we, we're we having to teach them even how to support us. Like, it's more than, like, downloading or liking a photo. But it's something they've never had the opportunity to really be able to get behind something or someone. You know what I'm saying? Once they start getting to certain levels. But... Yeah, that's that. Hey, so so let's uh rewind a little bit. How long you been on your grind, bro? Like when did you first start saying that I'ma really do music? I'm a I'm a sing, I'm gonna make music, I'm gonna be a recording artist, and this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I was in tenth grade when I made that decision and was serious about it, bro. Tenth grade. Tenth grade, I uh the, the normal story growing up in Mississippi, grew up in the church singing and stuff like that, leading the songs, was where I discovered, like, dang, I got a voice and a gift attached to this voice. As far as me doing artistry, man, you you know Miss Smurf? Uh-uh. Miss Smurf, man, Dollar knew, knew when I said his name. He's like, what? Miss Smurf, she used to rap, though. She had a big record back in, like, 05 or 06 called Eat It Anyway. Uh, she went to <laughs> I heard State. the song. I ain't know the name. Yeah, I done heard yeah. the song. But, bro, that's my first cousin. Her mom and my mama's uh, sisters type of thing, man. So she was, like, doing her thing back in the day. So back in 05, I'm 25, bro. 2005, I was, what, fifth grade, sixth grade type of thing. Yeah. So she would have me out peddling CDs with her or let me come to the studio with her and drop a little chorus here, work on some stuff, man. So that was my introduction to it. And then I had another cousin. Let me come to the studio and record my own song. Um, and that was that was when it was like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this, this right here, this feeling of hearing myself come out of the speakers and then taking that record. Back then it was on CD, taking that back to school and playing it for my partners and peers at school and seeing how they responded to it was enough validation for me to be like, okay, maybe I can really do this. Oh, that's lit, bro. When did you start doing shows? When did I start doing shows, man? That's a sticky question. I don't even know if nobody ever asked me that. I, yeah. I was the little kid in the city, bro, who was always entertaining. I don't know if you familiar with like Kappa League and Q Prep and things of that nature. Yeah, man. I remember I was, that stuff. I was in Kappa League, bro, so I was always like on that junk, trying to be out front entertaining people. So I guess as, as far as me performing and doing music, ninth grade was my first real show, um, like talent show at school. And my first paid gig was 10th grade. I remember my, I got paid like 160 to open up for Calvin <laughs> Richardson, man. 
and that's a lot of that's a lot of money for a 10th grader yeah dog. and i felt like i had made it that was in like tuscaloosa alabama they made this big deal out of it man so that was my start in performing opening up for calvin richardson yep yeah dog. i remember i remember seeing you perform uh i can't even remember the name of the spot i lived in hattiesburg from 2017 to about 2020. it was jazz mos jazz mos but it wasn't named that it wasn't named that when i was there uh, Jazzmos was it, what before it was Jazzmos? Isn't no, no, no. it? It was after. It was after Jazzmos. Like, like when I was there, Jazzmos had left, and it was another spot. And I saw you perform there, and I think I've seen you perform in Jackson as well. Okay, was but the I spot know in Hattiesburg. Was it nostalgia? It might. It might have been um, not nostalgia, but you know, on Fourth Street. It's like this little building where they be having like live performances. I think they had rappers on the set and they had you on the set as well. And was I, it Thirsty Hippo? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it was Thirsty Hippo. Because it's like downtown Hattiesburg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, Silas I, was Silas on the show that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, Thirsty Hippo then. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I said, I've been to several of your performances, and I and I always felt like you did uh, kind of an intimate and a and a really good show. Is performing something that just, like you said you've been doing it forever? So did it yeah. always come natural to you? Could because you know I'm in the uh, I would say I'm in the room where the creatives at, especially in Jackson. So they so I kind yeah. of go to a lot of independent shows and stuff, and I feel like. It's not natural for everybody, but I feel like mm. it's natural for you. Do you feel like it's natural for you? 100%, bro. That's where I feel the most alive. I never rehearsed until 2019 when I got signed a band with and we had our first real show. And that was like, rehearsal? I'm like, rehearsal? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just from the, not, not from a cocky space, but just we never did that. It was more or less like it's go time type of thing. So, yeah, it was always natural, man. And I guess practicing. Is what helps me really like define and refine my show and grow it. But yeah, it's always just been give me the mic and I'm out here type of thing. Yeah, real. That's real. So you mentioned bandwidth. Talk to me a little bit about your experience with bandwidth. Like uh, I've seen them on. Uh, I've seen a studio. Their studio looks amazing on Instagram, and uh, yeah. I know that's where Dollar be at when he, you know, when he working and stuff like that. So talk to me a little bit about your experience with them. Uh, man, my experience with bandwidth has been amazing so far, bro. Um, obviously, I'm signed to him. It's a production entity. People hear the word sign. It's like, I know you got that check. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> uh, it's, a developing, it's a developing situation. It's a, or a furnishing is what we call it. A furnishing label where they find people who got it, but you just need some of this and a little bit of that and a little bit more of that is than the third, right? So, um, and then you take it to larger entities to really get signed, for real, right? So, met will power who's the owner of bandwidth through big crit actually um big crit and i we were on the basis of like he would invite me to his session we were just cool and so back in 2017 he was working on his forever's a mighty long time album which will power executively produced got invited to a session will power just so happened to be there and on that day he was having a conversation about opening the studio he hadn't had the building yet none of this stuff and so two years later, I go to record my Honey Project, my manager John and I, and we like looking for a space that's not so like trapped out. All of the studios out here is like Buku. It's, it's like, man, I'm making R&B, bro, not trap music. I don't need that around right yeah. now. And so All one right. of my partners, Cortland Liddell, actually from Jackson, Mississippi, 
he like, bro, you should come holler at Willpower. He just opened up a studio. And I'm like, oh, he did say that. Went over there. The rest was history. We ended up running into each other. He like, bro, didn't I meet you with Crit? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nope. He's like, what you need? I'm like, got it. And that's what he's been giving <laughs> us ever since, man. So uh, they took me in, bro. It's a real family affair going on over at Bandwidth, bro. The development process is crazy. Um, just the care and attention to detail to me, my career, and everything surrounding and attached to it. Um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, dog. That's so, real, yeah. man. I I think that's amazing that you know you got situations that that you can sign to them and they kind of work on building you up as a brand and as an artist. So that's that's a blessing, dog. Yeah, man. Now I'm overly grateful for it. And like you say, Dollar having the same experience and just being able to see witness and be around it and be a part of it, bro. Dollar plays a huge role in what it is, the operation and how we operate on the daily. But where we come from is like, when, when you get out here, you start to see that that's just how it works. It's almost like we got the uh, smoke and mirror end of the stick. It's like, bro, drop a record and Diddy gonna call you tomorrow, bro. Just wait on him. It's like, <laughs> not how I work, man. So I'm just yeah. grateful to have a group of people who is down and like I say, take us in, take us under their wing and really just give us the game, bro. Yo, that's that's crazy, man. I I know it's crazy that you you cool with Crit like that. I feel like Crit is like you know, I would say top five, top ten favorite artists like of, of my personally. You know what I'm saying? I got his vinyls. I got a picture on my wall. Like like yeah, that's, yeah. Like I, real fan. Yeah, real fan from from yeah. the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And I and you know it's always surprising when I saw him at one music fest. The energy he gets in Atlanta is like crazy. Like I done seen him perform like three times in Atlanta just from just being out there. And yeah. it's always crazy, man. How is it to just be in his presence? Because I know he's probably a guy that you can learn a lot from and he's a mentor and everything like that. Yeah, no, nah, man. Um being around him for me because the the he was my favorite artist at one point. Favorite artist of all time, man, my idol. Um and even I met him when I was 17. My cousin, Miss Smurf, who I asked you about, they had a relationship early on before before Crit was a thing. I'll never forget her bringing me, uh, slamming her laptop down on the, on the table back in like 2009. Like, this is Crit was here. It ain't out yet, but this nigga neck, you need to know who this is. Uh, yeah. So having that interaction initially, and then at one point, his younger brother managed me with my manager now, John Gregg, they all from Meridian. Uh, so it was, if I'm being real, me being able to be around him, my introduction was more on a like homie side versus me being a fan. You know what I'm saying? So very wise dude, bro. Gave us a lot of game. Um, and pioneered a lot, bro. He's very humble and he obviously can wrap his ass off, dog. He's yeah. a, creative, <laughs> a creative genius, man, to say the least. For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah. So let's get into your music a little bit, bro. Uh, yeah, your single Cyclone. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it, man. I I really I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the visual. I enjoyed the advertisements for it that you've been posting on Instagram, stuff like that. I really enjoyed yeah. the song. My my girl liked the song, uh, and we done listened to it on a continuous loop. So yeah, we we boost your streams up a little bit, bro. I appreciate so, y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so talk to me a little bit about the making of the song and and you know on verbal intercourse. Anytime we have a musician on, we try to get them to kind of break down their lyrics, explain their lyrics. So talk to me a little bit about the making of Cyclone. Yep, Cyclone, man. 
uh, inspired from a breakup. Uh, it was me as an artist, bro. When I released 52 records last year, man. Yeah. And so after doing that, that was the question. Like, what does a person do, what does an artist do after releasing a song a week? And we was on, once we went into album mode and we got the body of work that we felt, you know, we were confident in. It was like, which one do we let go? Which, 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 what shot do we fire first, man? And um, Cyclone made the most sense for so many different reasons because, like I say, I had just came out of a situation. So it was easy for me to put myself in that, that space um, of relatability while talking about uh, this song to people. You know what I'm saying? But, it was that. It was. It came from a genuine, authentic, and vulnerable place, and it was one of the first times me as an artist, I took a situation that I went through, turned it into a record, um, and 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 was this vulnerable and transparent with people even before I actually went through with the healing fully of whatever it was that I was dealing with. So it's like you going through these things in real time while trying to promote your music. It's it's a little uh, different for me, but it's working because it's genuine because it's authentic but that's what it was man it was me taking a real life situation and trying to express it to my fans and to my audience so that uh i wanted people to know that i was human and felt shit just like them hey that's you know real saying? so yeah for sure for sure and i think um what you were saying in the record i i feel like it was talking about it you know uh dating someone that's um or getting your heart broken by somebody that's emotionally unavailable to you um, at the time, I think that's something that everybody our age can relate to, or even right. older or younger, everybody can relate to that. Um, I, I yeah. feel like at, at some point you don't have to deal with that. So, hundred um, percent. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna ask you, was it really difficult to get that vulnerable? Hundred percent, bro. That song took me about nine hours to record. I, I always get the time messed up. It was nine or twelve, but a long ass time to record because I was in the space, like crying, bro. Couldn't even get through. It got to the point where my vocal producer had to come in the booth and hold my hand with me while I was singing the type of thing, bro. Wow. So I swear to God, it was that difficult. It's certain takes, or when I hear the song, I can hear. I can relive the day of me recording it, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be real with you, bro, what makes this this particular story, this particular song so interesting, when I say even, like, I had just came out of a breakup, people naturally assume, like, well, what'd she do? And it was like, nah, it, it wasn't her, it was me. It was me who did the thing, you know what I'm saying? And so lyrically, we just decided to uh, make it appeal in a way that kind of leaves it up to the listener. But oh, it was difficult. Okay. You you dig what I'm saying? I was yeah. heartbroken from... I was heartbroken from messing up a good person. You right. feel me? And so Okay. Real talk. So from recording that in that space, man, and my life is changing simultaneously. So this was one of the ones where it was like, bro, we probably could have made it, but this thing has happened and now my life is going full speed. So I might not never get the opportunity to turn back around and like revisit that or or, or just deal with it in any other manner other than how it was left off. And so, because that's never really my intent, man, that one kind of ripped me apart for a second, bro. So it was difficult to get through, but we here now. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, son. Because so when I'm listening to the song, I feel like you're singing it from a perspective that you're the one that's getting your heart broken, which you are. You yeah. are. But at the same time, it makes it seem like, you, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hundred percent. It was that. And even when you use the phrase emotionally unavailable, man, realistically. And so less about my past relationship and just in general where I'm at in life. It's like I kind of I'm married to what I'm doing right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that in itself can be a lot to deal with as a person because the normalcy of being able to meet a person, y'all might fall in love, but knowing in the back of your mind or the front of that bitch, you can't entertain this right now. You don't, I don't have the space or mental capacity or emotional capacity to be able to truthfully, effectively give somebody anything that they would actually need right now because I got, all of this is going into what I do. Um, And that, can be heartbreaking or like i say just a tough pill to swallow uh in general bro yeah Yeah, for real though i feel like i feel like just any person is on the grind trying to get it and they have to give everything in their heart to get that shit i feel like sometimes to get there you have to just be alone like to be successful sometimes you like 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 kobe probably spent millions of hours in that gym alone you know what i'm saying oh you know what i'm saying so yeah, I, I definitely applaud you because that takes that takes emotional maturity to even mm. get to that point to be able to express not only the song, but to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm emotionally unavailable. So I'm not gonna just string you alone if I can't exactly. give you what I need to give you because I'm on this grind trying to make trying to be successful. So yeah, that's deep, bro. Nah, respect, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, bro. The, hey, the visual, the visual is dope. Um, one question I had about the visual was why was it in was it in black and white for uh on purpose? Like, what was the purpose of it being in black and white? Um, it kind of goes back to leaving it up to people to interpret as far as the song yeah. goes. We wanted to create this juxtaposition of a bunch of questions of why. Like we wanted it to make sense, but like why though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it was kind of that. And they asked me one day, like, bro, what would you do if it was young and your heart was broken for real? And I'd probably hop on my bike, bro, and just to keep me from doing anything, just ride out. And they're like, that's what the video going to be. And so we put it in black and white because black and white is more emotional than color. I feel, you know what I mean? When you got color, it's, it's so many other things for people to have the opportunity to pay attention to other than what we wanted the focal point to be. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, we wanted the black and white to kind of just speak to the that emotional draw that the song had on it. You know what I'm saying? Real. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that. When I was reading the comments, I saw the emotional responses from the comments on the YouTube video, <laughs> and I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, I see, I see, you know, people saying, "Oh, this song brought tears to my eyes." How how relatable it was, all all that type of stuff. So. Talk to me a little bit about the fan response. Like, talk to me a little bit about how did they respond to that track? How did fans in general respond to it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what what, um, what did you get personally? I've gotten I've gotten nothing but good responses, and I must leave with, bro. I was nervous because this particular sound. Am I frozen on your side, boss? Yeah, 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 a little bit, but uh, but you can keep talking though, cause it's gonna come back up. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, um, it's not the typical Josh Water song, you know what I'm saying? Which that's why I brought up releasing 52 records last year initially, um, because those were like deep R&B rooted records, you know, super southern, uh, neo soul. Like this ain't really that. You could have gave this record to John Mayer, and it would have done amazing. Real, you know what I'm saying? real. It's kind um, of a pussy, yeah. 
Yeah, singer-songwritery, bro. So I personally, as an artist, was just nervous about that being the first one that we came out with. But the responses so far have been amazing. I think people were just as shocked with what direction we decided to go vocally and how we decided to deliver this. And apart from the performance side of it, I'm seeing it touch people, man. Um, and when I go back to my recording process and just what it felt like for me to get this out, it's amazing understanding frequency, understanding energy, understanding the power of being an artist and not to get too deep, but like, bro, songs are low-key kind of like spells. And what you're saying, people end up repeating it. They might not even register it this way, but I put something genuine and authentic in there. So to see it touch people and stick to them the way that it is or the way that it has, bro, it's been uh, probably one of my most humbling releases, bro. Hey, that's that's dope, you know. And we and you know, we see through time that the more transparent the artist is, like, like the more relatable that shit is, and the more people gravitate towards it, man. Like transparency, you know, you know, it's kind of like listening to a rap album and people say a bunch of cliche shit, or listen to an R and B album say a bunch of cliche shit, and you never learn anything about that person. Whereas right. you being transparent and you leaving it all in the booth you know what i'm saying like that's that's amazing dog nah respect bro that's go ahead go ahead go ahead bro nah that's what we at man like the, the we're in that space man it's like how can we say something different not make it corny cheesy but how, how can we say what's not being said right now and but making it relatable everybody can't relate to balling out everybody can relate to catching flights around the world and smashing buku women that's not everybody's reality but everybody has felt an emotion whether it be good or bad so i'm like how do i tap into that you know what i'm saying and feel that void uh musically where nobody really is so yeah dope bro so when when josh waters is just chilling who, who you listening to on your on your on your uh on your iTunes or whatever. Who 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 you got on your playlist, bro? Man, what's crazy is I'm a super hip hop fan. I actually don't listen to that much R and B. Or that much male R and B, I'll say. Uh but off top right now, heavy is in my rotation, Isaiah Rashad. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to see him next week, actually. That's where you where you going to see him at? At uh New Orleans. New Orleans. I'm when he come out here to Atlanta, I'm going to that jump, bro. Okay. So I'm okay. stoked about that, but Zay Zay is in my top rotation right now. Who else I've been getting? That Keem album is pretty, it's is dope. Baby King, yeah. um, yep. heavy rotation, man. I'm listening to Billy Eilish right now. It's, I'm I'm all over the place, but <laughs> Billy Eilish right now. Uh, James Blake albums is incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who else am I gonna throw in that just off of GP? Um, bro, probably some Outkast, bro. Outcast, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bro, I've been, I really just, I've been bumping Nas, King Disease too. Uh, okay. I'm a big Nas fan. It's, it's like my favorite artist of all time. Okay, uh, respect. Baby, Baby King, of course, because uh, that, that new shit dropped, it was hard. Uh, who else have I been listening to? Uh, of course, Creed is always in rotation. Uh, been, been listening to some of Wayne's new shit, you know. Trying, okay. trying to see what he gonna do. Uh, I even know Wayne dropped some new shit. Yeah, dog. He 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 on features like he on his feature wave. He ain't he he got a uh he got some features out there, but it ain't he ain't dropped his you know his all his new shit yet. But 
But yeah, yeah. bro, I just, I just been, you know, riding out to shit like that, man. I stay, I stay with the knives on on, on rotation because, like I said, that's that's who I ride with, Creek, Game, people, like Kendrick, yeah, you know. So, J Cole, uh, you know, and Isaiah, I mean, I saw him perform in uh, Fondren in the Fondren area in Jackson. Uh, he came down. That would have had to have been. 2017. That was like 2016, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around 2017, I was there. Uh, yeah, I think nigga like performing like some sandals or something, but he killed it. <laughs> yeah, but nah, yeah. nah, he cut. <laughs> they that dude, bro. I I relate to him, man. You know him being from Chattanooga is like, bro, new family, dog. Country Real. cousins, as Crit would say. But yeah, Real talk. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with Zay heavy, bro. So. So if somebody was uh, just getting new to it, like if, I, if a verbal intercourse listener hasn't heard your music, what album would you recommend out of your catalog first? Uh, well, first, it's not an album. I would definitely say go listen to this single I just dropped. Yeah. Uh, but immediately after that, once you go digging into the catalog and the crate, I would say start with the heart suit. Start with the heart suit, man. It's 52 records we released last year, so it's a whole lot of music for you to go cover. Uh, but start there, the heart suit, for sure. Start with the heart suit. All right, bet, bet. And and one more question, bro. Talk to if me. you if you if you could be on anybody's album, anybody's work, who would be your dream person to work with, dream artist to work with, or dream producer to work with, bro? Ooh, if I could be on anybody's project, who would I want to be on, bro? Uh, dang, that's a tough one. Never been asked <laughs> that one. You can only choose one, man. You know you what? Can only. Oh, that's so tough. I can only choose one, so I got to make this count. This is a really good question. You know what? I'm going to go with Kendrick. And, yeah, I'm going to go with Kendrick because I feel like to choose anybody else, there's no guarantee that it that body of work would stand the test of time. What I know about Kendrick is his albums – well, Kanye, his albums always stand the test of time. Uh, and so if I had to be on someone else's, I would like to be on Docs. And I know we would do something meaningful and something that would be beneficial and just penetrate the culture. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Yeah, because Dot, Dot ain't going to – he ain't going to have step on shit. And you're right, bro. Everything you put out. Everything you done put out, I can listen to that shit. If it dropped in 2012, I can listen to it right now and still feel exactly. good about it. Real. Yeah, so I know Dada keep me in rotation forever. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, bro, it's been it's been great to have you on. Really thankful that you was able to spend some time with me today, bro. If you got uh, uh if you got any words for any artist that's trying to come up or anybody that's on that grind, regardless of whatever they trying to do, you got any good words for them today? Yeah, man. For anybody out there, no matter what you're doing, music, architect, uh, stay on your grind, man. Build a team around you that understands you. Um, keep God first, obviously, man. And um, there's no rewards, man, without any risk. So, yeah, trust yourself. Real talk, bro. That's Josh Waters, bro. Hey, uh, link your uh, link your social media uh, handles and stuff in. Yep, Josh Waters music on all social media platforms. And whenever y'all getting in your feelings and ready to hear some vibes, go search Josh Waters. <laughs> On any streaming platform, whatever you're listening to music on, and I'm pop up. Hey man, shout out to Josh Waters, man. Amazing brother, man. Amazing conversation, man. Appreciate you for dropping the good vibes on Verbal Intercourse Jackson Podcast. And we appreciate it, man. And we out, bro.
Yes, sir. And I appreciate you. Have a blessing, brother. I appreciate you, dog. Nah, it's y'all love, man. What's that? Uh, that rig with my mouthpiece, that's verbal in the course, just love.